Hello everyone and welcome to a new episode. This is kind of a, um, you know, kind of a on-the-fly episode, emergency kind of episode. So people have been messaging me and saying that, you know, My Hero Academia Heroes Rising is not canon. Where's your source? What's your source? Things like that. They keep saying that, no, it's not canon. Who says it's canon? It's not canon. Some people actually say that, yes, it is canon, but how canon? Okay, let me tell you this. There is no middle ground. It's either canon or non-canon. We don't have half canon or things like that. Now, why is it canon? First of all, because it was said that it is canon. Even Two Heroes was considered canon. Of course, none of the events were even mentioned once. And which is weird because it might as well be non-canon, that movie. I mean, I have no problem with two heroes being non- <laughs> non-canon because, uh, you know, there are many things that they could have done with it, but they didn't, especially the gauntlet thing. That could have been brought back in a much better way, but they decided not to do that. Basically, Horikoshi decided not to do that. So that, that I actually kind of think of it as non-canon, but rather a really cool story. But it is canon. Heroes Rising was said from the beginning that it is canon. I mean, so if it is canon, like we all think, what are the clues, what are the things that actually show it is canon or not? First of all, Shigaraki remembers nine in one of the manga chapters. There is a particular scene in the manga that you can actually see um, nine from you know a different perspective like his back is the reader but you can definitely see him at the same time there are other signs that actually this is thanks to a post on instagram which um they did a fantastic job of summarizing everything it's actually somebody on twitter who did it and then they put it on instagram so i'm gonna give the credit to these guys uh okay so the person who put it is lulu 20 FFM, the other one is, holy crap, that's a hard ID, A-A-A-Dettery, okay, so, what are these guys saying that it supports um, the theory that the movie is canon? Well, first first of all, if you remember in one particular scene, Kaminari has his finger up and He's struck by lightning, and he's like, "Wee!" So he's in a terrible mood. In one of the chapters in the manga, later on, the war chapter, there's someone who looks opposite to Kaminari, and he throws that lightning kind of power, and Kaminari receives it all without breaking. Well, first of all, yes, definitely wasn't as powerful as what Nine threw, but still, Kaminari was able to do it because he already had a similar experience. So... Well, yeah, that's one thing that came from the movie. The second one was, of course, Shigaraki and uh, that panel. But also, there is a, there is this part where uh, in the manga, it's actually Prince, Principal Nezu um, saying that, please go inform the students they have some winter break homework. Also, Aizawa-kun. Uh, on the topic of the Public Safety Commission, the program I was talking to you earl- about earlier has, which this program is, of course, from the Safety Commission. If you remember in the movie, they're actually there. 
to talk about this. Then, the doctor in the manga, there's another panel where he says, there's something I want you to do for me first. I want you to deliver something for me. Which again is delivering nine. And at the beginning of the movie, Shigaraki says that we're not supposed to know. So how the hell can anyone say that this movie is not canon? Look, I understand the ending was weird. I understand that there were many things that were weird. But the movie is canon. (laughs) It's not uncanon. Sure, there are many weird things that probably don't match up. For one thing, I think that Midoriya was told that, hey, you cannot use this kind of power again. You can use it only two or three times, otherwise your ligaments will be destroyed. But he used it excessively in this movie at 100% power, which technically means that, well, he can use it maybe one more time at this kind of power. So the movie actually took it away from him, that, that chance. So what difference does it make if it is canon or not? Honestly, it doesn't make any difference, but it gives the characters a lot of development needed. Not only for Midori and Bakugo, but for the rest of the cast, the lessons they learned, the more powerful that they became, the limits they broke. And besides, those experiences stays with them. Besides, it means that some of these villains actually have a chance of coming back. One of them that I would really love to see come back is Chimera. So yeah, there are many, many things that basically can make the My Hero Academia universe even better. And uh, now here's something else I want to talk about. People are talking about why doesn't Bakugo remember anything from using the one for all. Some people said that how was he able to use it so efficiently as he just got it and he used it at 100%. Some people are also saying why he wasn't able to keep it. The theory goes that the second all-for-one user, uh, did I say all-for-one or one-for-all? One-for-all user is none other than Bakugo because of the silhouette that we saw. Could be, don't know. I actually also think that it is because also the name, as people say, Bakugo. But the thing is, if we say that he did go back in time, receive one-for-all for some reason, and then gave it away to other people so that they could... Uh, use it or maybe he was trying to fix the flow of time I don't know I mean time travel is never a good thing it's always a tricky thing and most of the time I don't like it that much sorry I I like time travel the idea and all of that in comic books especially like DC or Marvel but most of the time it's just a way to cheat and it doesn't really make the story better very few times, very few times. It's like you suddenly said that, you know, Star Wars, they decided to go back in time and erase everything that happened in the sequel trip. You know what? I'm fine with that. Now that I think about it, I'm actually fine. But still, the problem is that this is not exactly that. And people are saying that basically he is the second user and his DNA is in the one for all. So basically they denied him uh, the use so that basically they could um, keep it with Deku as they would break the flow of time or whatever. I don't know if that is the case. But um, I don't know. I think that, first of all, it is very possible. 
And since Horikoshi did have an idea about the ending, this could be the ending to the particular manga. Maybe it would have continued in a different form. But still, um, it is weird that Bakugo was able to use it so well. At the same time, he doesn't have any memory of it or just, you know, basically uh, gave it back. So yeah, it is possible that he is the second user. The DNA uh, of himself inside that took over him. Think about it this way. Since we know that some of these, um, well, users, if they die, they can actually, uh, you know, kind of um, have a consciousness and interact with you. What if the Bakugo inside that, one for all, took over the other Bakugo, um, rejected the one for all with the other predecessors, gave it back, and then Bakugo just forgot because he never even remembers because his other self took over. It is possible, isn't it? Anyways, uh, these are my thoughts. These are what I think it happened. Um, so, it is canon. And this is my theory as to how Bakugo was able to use it so efficiently and yet forget everything. Thank you for listening. I hope this was useful to you guys and I see you guys very soon.